0: Yes, so, yeah, we just rebuke the rain in the name of Jesus. Let's just start there, and let's get on with this, because it's been a while since I've gotten to see you, and I don't want to keep you out here past anything bad happening, and I care about this equipment, and I'm going to stick to the message and not trail off, but that doesn't mean it's short, because it's been four weeks, all right, all right. Let's go. What I've got to share with you today, I want to share with you, and it's based upon that whole song selection that you just heard, that we are here to do your bidding, Lord, that we are here because you're not done with us, that we are here regardless of the COVID, regardless of of the politics, regardless of the world culture that we live in. We are still here, and I want to share some things with you. I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 49. I'm going to start in chapter 49, but we're verse 1 through 10. That's where I want to be, and I'll tell you why in a minute. <sighs> Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my birth, he has made mention of my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant." in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be a servant, to bring back Jacob to himself, to gather Israel to himself, for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. And he says, It is too small of a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will make you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And this is what the Lord says, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, to him who is despised and abhorred by the nations, to the servants and the rulers. Kings will see you rise up. Princes will see you bow down because of the Lord who is faithful. The Holy One of Israel has chosen you. Let me stick to the Scripture. Let me pass through this. Listen fast, okay? I need you to listen fast. February of 2002, I was the pastor of a church in western Oklahoma. We'd been there eight and a half years. I was sitting in my office. I'd been remodeling, and the Lord brought me to this very passage. And he said, you're done here. And I said, where will I go, Lord? And he did not tell me. For another couple of weeks, he did not tell me. I was feeling a bit alone and frustrated, and so the Lord said, hey, I want you to understand that I've cut you loose from western Oklahoma. Now the Lord says, he says, it's too small of a thing for you to be my servant just right here in this place. If you know me a little bit when he said, I put you together in my mother's womb, you know my mind went to Psalm 139. You were created on purpose. You are not an accident regardless of where you came from or how you got on this planet. I don't care if it was inside of a marriage or if it was outside of a marriage in the back seat of a Chevrolet. And I say that with all due respect. The Lord knew you were coming. He put you together on purpose for a reason to be here. And I know that he did me as well. He formed me in the womb to be his servant. And he did you. So I came to Kentucky in 2003. And I was here for six years. To help grow a fledgling church and try to be obedient to God and serve under a younger pastor. To serve under his vision. The church grew and it leveled off. It was time to move it and that pastor didn't want to do that. When God released me from Madison Community Church, it was hard, exciting, and scary all at the same time because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't want to burden that young man with my ideas. I wanted to bless him and move on, but I didn't know what was going on. This was a time of seeking the word of the Lord again. This was time of a God where he led me to plant the vineyard. That was miraculous, spiritual, and amazing. And now here we are in this field in Madison County. You're not here by accident. You did not wake up and say, I'm going to go sit in the sprinkle and hear what the Lord has to say. The Lord has you here by appointment. Every day ordained for me was written down in his book before one of them came to pass. Psalm 139. Get that in your heart because that means the Lord has something to say to you. And it's all about we're moving forward. It's all about what are you doing here. It's all about what are you hungry for. It's all about what's inside of you saying there has to be more to life than COVID, politics, and what's going on in our world. There has to be. And there is. There is. The biggest issue we have to maneuver is is when we planted this vineyard, it was what we needed, mature believers, because it started growing fast. And every corner that I turned, God gave me another verse. So when this church was was, uh, 234 people, the Lord said, in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, day after day, men came to help David until a great, he was a great army, like the army of God. And that's exactly what happened. God kept feeding mature people into the vineyard to help grow other people that were surrendering their lives to Jesus. All through this process of coming to this field today, everything has been grounded in the Word of God. To the best of our ability, we have uh, constantly asked, what does the Word say? What does the Bible say about what the Bible says? And that's what we have tried to pursue after. God was going to do this for the vineyard. He was going to create an army like unto the army of God, and we're going to put our hope and our trust right there. This present situation that you and I are living in and that we are attempting to do church in has placed us in a new position church-wise. While we're doing the best we can, we've got to remember that the church follows Christ, not the culture. The church follows Christ, not kings and princes of this world. The church does what the king of the universe says it's supposed to be doing, even if it costs us our lives. And I've been thinking lately, then what is the church and what is God asking of us? I've been asking God, what are you doing? I've been asking God, where are you in all of this? And I've been asking God a lot, when are you coming back? Because I do believe I'm not trying to get everybody to pack their bags. It could very easily be today, it could very easily be 2,000 more years. Live ready so we don't have to get ready. That's the goal. So that's where we are. I believe that the Lord has captured my heart with the new um, scripture that we've been singing about for a while, that I've been dangling in front of your face this last week. I believe that he wants to say something to you specifically and say something to us as a great big giant church, okay? I don't believe whether you're here or whether you're online, I don't believe that God wants you living in fear. And before you say you're not living in fear, examine yourself, Paul says. Are you living in fear? Are you making decisions based on what if? If you're making decisions based on what if, you are actually living in fear of what may happen. And somebody once said 97% of what people say what if never comes to pass. It never does. We don't base decisions on what if. Because, hey, what if it goes crazy good? Why don't we make decisions that way? What if the what if is crazy good? And that's what we're after. All right? So... Um, Let me get back to where I am. The Lord has captured my heart. I believe the Spirit of the Lord has captured my heart out of Ezekiel. And if I've learned anything in this church plant, in being a pastor, it's always trust the Word of God. No matter what happens, go back to the Word. What does the Bible say about what the Bible says? What are the promises of God that are for me today? Not just David's promise, not Israel's promise. What are the promises that I can count on that are for me today? So here's the things that I want to share with you. Thank you, Lord, for stopping to sprinkle. Can we get an amen on that one? Thank you, Lord. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Number one, you have to be in the Word so the Word will be in you. You cannot go home and walk around your house like this and expect that somehow the Word of God is going to go from this leather thing through your head and into your heart. It will not happen. If you want the Word of God in you, you have to get into the Word of God. You've got to go home and open this thing up. You've got to go home and read. You don't have to go to Bible college. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to do that. But you have to open it up. And you've got to spend some time in it in quality. You can make all kinds of excuses why you don't read your Bible on a regular basis, okay? And you're not going to go to hell if you don't spend 45 minutes a day reading your Bible. You're not. Okay? But I can tell you right now that God wants the Word of God in you, and that's going to happen when you read it. If you don't read well, then it's going to be work for you. But work at it. If you don't have time, you're going to have to change your schedule. If you want to go with God from this moment forward in what He's doing in Madison County, something has to change in your life in relationship to the Word of God. If you don't know where to ask, excuse me, where to start, ask. I will tell you, start in the book of John. John wrote these things, 22 chapters, so that in reading them you might believe. You want to know if God is true, grab a hold of your Bible and sit down because John wrote his, his account of the gospel to people that are not Jewish. And I'm not Jewish. So it's an important book to me. And it's my go-to when I'm hungry for God at some point you have to put down your excuses and pick up your passion and start chasing after Jesus again write that one down at some point you have to put down your excuses and pick up your passion for Christ and start running again my soul needs your word God and I promise you yours does too Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved. Don't be afraid to do that. Secondly, when you open up that word, you have to believe it. There's a lot of people that will tell you it's just a bunch of writings that have been thrown down. You have to choose to believe the word of God is true. Okay? Paul tells Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's what the scripture is there for you. It's there for you personally. Open it up and read it, and understand it is there for you. You have to be in the word, so the word's in you. You have to believe the word, and the last thing is that you have to believe the word still speaks today. It's not just 2,150. Excuse me, 2,350 or 4,500 years old. It is what uh, Paul says, because I believe he wrote the book of Hebrews, living and active today. God has never stopped speaking to His church. We've stopped listening, or we believe that the only thing he said is found in these covers. The Holy Spirit wants to move through you. Look at this. For the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. It does. And just over the last three and a half weeks, I got that whole dividing joint and marrow thing down. I'm telling you, I understand that. It's painful but there's healing, okay? I walked here today, not all the way from my house, but I walked here today, thank you, God, and thank you for your prayers. This scripture is here for us today as a church. So here's my scripture right here. Let me read it to you. The hand of the Lord was with me, it says in Ezekiel chapter 37. It'll show up on the screen over here in just a minute, okay? The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones, dry bones. And he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. And he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said, Then preach, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slains that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life and stood upon their feet, a vast army. The Scriptures from Isaiah says that I will make you a light to the Gentiles. Are we a light? Are we going to the Gentiles? Are we making a difference in what will it take? Because God has prophesied to you and I that we will not be dead forever. The things inside of our lives that we think are no more and are useless, just like the, the, the disciples when they pulled their boats up on the, on the shore and they were fixing their nets because they fished all night and caught no fishes. Guess what? God wasn't done and that was the very day that they caught the biggest catch of fish that they had ever experienced. When they thought their marriage, their lives, their children, uh, their, their finance, when they thought things were dead, God said, just a minute, I'm going to prophesy to that and it's going to come back to life. And that's what God is saying to us. My personal journey went through Madison Community Church, which is lighthouse Church now. It went through Lexington Vineyard to the planting of the Vineyard Community Church in Richmond. Your vineyard brought you to, excuse me, your journey brought you to this field today. Back up a year, back up two years, back up five years. Something brought you to this field today. And so now we lay hold of the word of God that he wants to breathe into the life of vineyard. He wants to breathe into the life of the death that COVID is creating in our hearts, not in our physical bodies, because our hope is in eternity, not in staying on the planet. So we should not fear dying. He came to set those free who all their lives have lived in fear of death, it says in the book of Hebrews. So set us free, Lord, but he came to breathe life back into your life, life back into your loss. That's what he came to do. And I want to encourage you in that today. So we prophesy to, the, to dry bones. We prophesy to people whose lives feel hopeless. We prophesy and we ask God to show us the dry bones. Where are the dry bones in Madison County? Where are the dry bones in my personal life? What is in my life that I am counting dead and God can never resurrect it? Give him a chance. To do just exactly that. But we have to prophesy to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain. In John, Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. In Luke, in Luke's account, it says, Jesus said, if you that are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you but ask? It is time for vineyard. Let me begin to wrap this up. You will be a light when your credibility is cast on God's holiness. Can you grab a hold of that? You will be a light in Madison County at work in your marriage with your children when your, when your how did I say that, credibility, when your walk with God, when what you say is cast on His holiness and becomes what you do. Okay? What do we need to let go of? book of Hebrews chapter 12 says, Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Not necessarily the sin, but something is hindering you. moving forward with God. Let it go. Are you hungry? Are you ready? Are you willing? And are you coming? I didn't move to Kentucky to get comfortable. I didn't move to Kentucky to increase my financial portfolio. I didn't move to Kentucky to become popular. And I didn't move to Kentucky to see my face on a bunch of satellite screens all over central Kentucky. I came to see people's lives saved and baptized. I came to see lives rebuilt out of the ashes. I came to bring hope to the lost. I came to bring an invitation to the marginalized. I came to see people go into ministry, people raised up to be preachers, planters, worship leaders, and lay leaders. I came to anoint prophets with oil. I came to see the uh, darkness pushed back. I came to join God in what He said through His Son Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I am looking for, praying for, and crying out for a fresh outpouring, restoring, infilling with the fire as the Spirit takes us higher. No games, no names, in Jesus, and He's calling you right now. Are you ready? Goodbye to sin, it's time to move on. Goodbye to self and pride. It has to be cut out of our lives. Goodbye to habits that suffocate you for so long. In Jesus' name, be gone. Hello to yielding to the Holy Spirit, moving you to go speak to people, love people, and pray for people out loud. Hello to the Father calling us out, calling us up, and calling us deeper all at the same time. It is time for changes to be made in your life, to be made in my life. Hello to surrender. Hello to inconvenience. Hello to obedience to the Word of God. Every day, all day, Vineyard, it's about the Word of God.